Hello and welcome to episode 47 of the Heart of Markness podcast. Hi everybody, how you doing? Crazy times, huh? Crazy times indeed. Well, everybody wash your hands, stay away from each other, and even if you think this is no big deal, grumble, 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 don't be a dick, and act as if it's possible that there may be something to this whole virus thing. If not for yourself, then for everybody else. I'm in Portland, Oregon, and they're thinking about uh, shutting down the whole city in the next day or so. They haven't done it yet, but um, I tell you, going into work in the morning, the only people I see working are construction workers. And um, all the restaurants are closed. Coffee shops, closed. Bars, closed. Retail, still open, but muted, unless it's grocery stores where people are going crazy. And if you have a million packs of toilet paper, what the fuck? Why? Why? Um, yeah, strange times, friends. Strange times. Had a co-worker go home sick today. That's awesome. Um, one of my best friends has two co-workers go home sick today with respiratory things. So, you know, it's going to get worse before it gets better. But let's stick with the science on this. This is not time for a 6,000-year-old Earth or flat Earth or essential oils or any of this wacky craziness that we can indulge in because we live in a great civilization that can put up with a lot of nonsense. So... That being said, <laughs> let's hope this isn't the last episode of The Heart of Markness. No, it'll be fine. Uh, it might be weird, but it's fine. So today, uh, it's going to be a long one, and I'm not going to talk all that much. Well, you know, I say that and then I ramble. But um, we're doing 1975. I think I mentioned this last week. March 12th, 1975, Long Beach, California. One of the best shows of 75, kind of hands down, it's on everybody's list, is one of the best, if not the best. And it's a very good audience recording. Our buddy Mike Millard was there for very little of it, unfortunately. But we do have an almost excellent audio recording called Source 3 that is truly great to listen to. Um, which is good because the other sources that I downloaded yesterday to listen to sounded not great at all. I'm like, whoops, okay, well, there's Long Beach out the window. What else am I going to do? But then I found this miraculous source three, and that's what are we going to listen to today. So, ladies and gentlemen, 47 episodes in. Isn't that nuts? Coming up on 50. I don't know what I'm going to do for episode 50. Something ribald, no doubt. <laughs> Anywho, all right, la 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 la, 1975 tour. Uh, the 75 tour was the one where the marathon sets started appearing. And I've done other 75 shows, but if this is your first little foray into the heart of Markness, let me lay a little groundwork. Um, 75 was the first tour where... 75 was the first tour where you hear descriptions like Jimmy's playing really well most of the night or Jimmy's playing not so great, but he finds his fingers in this and this and this 
whereas every other tour, it's Zeppelin is great, Zeppelin is great, Plant's voice may be off, the boys may be sick or something, but 75 is when the drugs and the partying and the lifestyle in general starts to take hold and really have an effect on some of the shows. The 75 shows are heavier, and not heavier like, you know, Black Sabbath heavier or or Metallica heavier. Heavier, just heavier. Uh, There's a bombast to them uh, that can also be a little bit draggy because a lot of the band were were doing downers in addition to lots of cocaine. But um, and that affects one's playing, oddly enough. But tonight, this show, tonight being March 12th, 1975, not tonight, March 19th, 2020, um... The boys are great, playing like 73, and um, enjoyable, lighthearted, fun. Uh, The night before, on March 11th, was not one of their better shows. It didn't suck, it just wasn't, eh, did not impress. So, the next night, they pulled out all the stops, pulled their shit together, and, and really proved it. So, what I'm going to play tonight, because, because quite a few of you, are in Europe and in Israel, in not America, not the United States of America. And if you're not in the United States of of America and you are in Europe and basically anything other than South America, you're probably in quarantine, self-isolating, social distancing, whatever you call, keeping to your fucking self and staying in the house unless you need to go outside. So... That's why I'm giving you an hour, almost, of music. Is it an hour? 58 minutes of music. In two songs. <laughs> so, uh, it's two songs. I'm giving you no quarter, and I'm giving you dazed and confused. So, um, be warned. If that's not your bag, no worries. I'll see you next week when we can play some shorter songs. If it is your bag, then buckle up because you're going to enjoy it, buddy. So let's get started, shall we? Yes, let's. Let's do uh, Let's do No Quarter first. It's really good. The 1975 No Quarters tend to... Uh, no, that's not true. That's not true. I was going to say tend to not be appreciated. Then I'm like, by who, Mark? By who? By me, by me. Um, they're not bad at all. It's the first time, you know, it stretches out into a long, long song. And 73, the song remains the same version, is kind of what people are um, imprinted with because it was on in the movie and on the, the soundtrack album. So no quarter Led Zeppelin live for most people. It's the song remains the same because that's all we had. Now we have so much more. And while the song remains the same, version of No Quarter is fucking great. So is this. March 12th, 1975. Good old Led Zeppelin, No Quarter. I'll see you in about 23 minutes, friends.
Well, there you have it. Pretty badass, wasn't it? Jonesy, Jonesy, Jonesy. And Jimmy with that solo in the middle. Holy shit. Those boys are good, right? And not a bad recording. Not the best recording in the world, but definitely good enough to hear clearly. Could be a little clearer. But you get Bonzo's cymbals and the bass is not overpowering. Everything's clear. I enjoy it. Thank you, Taper of Source 3. Anonymous person who 45 years ago taped this concert so that we can listen to it now. Impressive. Impressive. Well, all right. Since the next thing we're going to play is a 30-plus minute Dazed and Confused, I'm going to get all the talky talk out of the way, because by the end of Dazed and Confused, no one's going to want to listen anymore. Dude, we'll always listen to Zeppelin. I know, I know, but nobody's going to want to listen to me. So... Let's get the social media stuff done. I am on Twitter, at Heart of Markness. Follow me. We will talk. We will chat. We will live, laugh, love, and eat, pray, love, and I don't know. Anything else. Pick three verbs. We'll do them. Yeah. Facebook. There's a Heart of Markness Facebook group. Join it. It's more hopping than Twitter, because more of the people that listen to this podcast are on Facebook, because we old. And um, people are making their own posts. It's, it's a legit community now. Everybody's nice. Come on in. Say hi. And uh, it's nice because I've got quite a few people who I, went, or who I uh, either grew up with or went to high school with that have joined my group. And not necessarily people I was close to in high school. Not necessarily in my little social circle, but you know, people that I knew and have joined. And that's really nice because it's cool to reconnect all these years later. And it's, it's always cool to connect um, over music because there's something magical about it. Okay, that's on my Facebook. You got on my Twitter. There's the website, heartofmarkness.com, which is now all caught up and um, contemporary with the podcast. I put the episodes of the podcast there. And you're like, why do I do that if I'm listening to it now? Because not only is the podcast posted there, but where applicable... The entire live concert that you, uh, from which I pick for the podcast is posted, so you can download the whole thing. For example, this huge, giant, gigabyte, three-CD set from which I picked these two songs, you will be able to download. Will I mark even me? Even you, sport. Even you. So, um, hopefully I will get that done tonight. If not, I will get that done tomorrow. You know, I'm going to try my best to get it done tonight. So, there you are. Just got to upload it, and that may take a while. So, yeah, heartofmarkness.com. That's where you can go and check out live shows. There's other stuff besides the podcast that I've posted. I haven't lately, but there is stuff. You go back. I've had the site for a few years. Dig it up. There's some cool shit there. And lastly, Patreon. Hey, scared of dying in a viral apocalypse? Me too. You know what would distract you for a moment? becoming a patron for this podcast that's all if you want to be a patron go to patreon you can do a patron thing no what's the verb patronize you can patronize me i'm fine being patronized so yeah if you like the podcast and you're in a mood and of a mind and of an ability to support it and it literally it really does support the podcast the logistics of it and the creator of it moi then um, head on over to patreon.com slash heart of Markness 
and take a look. If not, thanks for listening. And extra lastly, I know I said lastly with Patreon, uh, if you like the podcast, if you like Live Led Zeppelin, if you like this, if you like me, leave a review on whatever podcast platform you're on. Take a second. You know, you can leave a star, you know, three stars, four stars, one star if you hate it, five stars, whatever. Something to indicate your preference and your opinion of the podcast, because every time you do, it helps uh, the algorithm, which is what is the the program that's used when someone types in Led Zeppelin into a podcast search engine. More reviews make the system treat my podcast with more relevance so that when people type in Led Zeppelin, it won't bring up a podcast in which one episode discusses Led Zeppelin like a popular podcast, like if Mark Maron's podcast or Joe Rogan's podcast or somebody talks about Led Zeppelin for an episode, that one will pop up because they're huge. Um, Whereas the more reviews I have, my Led Zeppelin podcast will appear in that search at a higher level so more people will find it and then more people will listen. The podcast has a greater chance of growing. The growing podcast has a greater chance of thriving. A thriving podcast has a greater chance of lasting. So it's a little bit of a pain in the ass sometimes, but if you're listening to this, you can grab your phone and do whatever you got to do to it to get to the review page and leave a review. It really, really, really helps. Um, I have a a couple dozen reviews and they have given the podcast enough legs to actually appear in the searches. But I mean, I would think that a podcast like this which is almost exclusively Led Zeppelin, almost, but it is exclusively Led Zeppelin and Jimmy Page, would appear higher, and the reviews will make that happen. And you leaving those reviews, huge, 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 huge. Doesn't cost anything, you know? You can't be a patron, you don't want to be a patron, no worries. Leave a review that helps and is greatly, greatly appreciated. All right, shall we? Let's. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's listen to Dazed and Confused, from a spring night 45 years ago, by a group of young men called Led Zeppelin. I hope you enjoy it. This is a very, 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 very great, powerful, neato, tight Dazed and Confused. You're going to dig it. Even if it's a half hour long, you can phase it out. If you're working from home, you can let your eyes glaze over. If you're not working from home and you're just listening, cool. If you're driving, I hope you got a long way to go because this is a long-ass song. All right, my friends, I'll see you in a half hour.
Well. Hi. <laughs> Led Zeppelin, huh? Fucking amazing. Fucking amazing. God, I love this band. And I love the fact that I know I'm, I think I may end up in a grander sense in some way I can see myself years from now or maybe having a grander project where I kind of uh, chart the history of bootlegs, how they came around and the impact because first of all, this podcast wouldn't exist if there weren't live recordings to use. It'd be like, hi, everybody. Welcome to the heart of Markness. Here's a couple tracks from the song remains the same. End of podcast. <laughs> or how the West was one. Okay, yeah, there'd be two or three BBC sessions, maybe. And that would be it. Assuming then that I could use officially released music in a podcast without paying a million dollars in royalties and getting permission, which I can't. But these live recordings, I can't. And there's, I mean, there's live recordings of everybody. And it's craziness. I mean, crazy stuff in these legendary shows. Like, hey, remember when Keith Moon got on stage with Zeppelin and played drums with um, John Bonham? I do. Not only is there footage of that on YouTube, you can get the audio of that, which was also recorded by Mike Millard, so it sounds amazing. And, uh, oh, hey, remember when Ronnie Wood got on stage with Led Zeppelin in 1975 and played Communication Breakdown with Jimmy? I do. And because of that, there's a great soundboard recording released, which we can listen to and hear it. And or for other bands like, hey, remember when Keith Moon got so fucked up, he passed out on his drum stool mid concert and the band actually asked if anybody in the crowd could play drums and some guy got up and they played some songs together and jammed. I do. And because of bootlegs, you can hear it. It's crazy, crazy, crazy cool, crazy cool. Hey, remember when Jimmy Page got on stage and jammed with Les Paul? Yes, you can hear it. Remember when Jimmy Page got on stage and jammed with Jaco Pastorius? Yes, you can hear it. These things that just happen, little miraculous, serendipitous events, uh, most of which are recorded in some way, shape, or form by somebody. And then there's this, this Sub Rosa network of tape traders that keep meticulous records and generation... Um, tracking so that you know you're getting a, rec a recording off the first generation dub of this show and then you can find uh, a dub off the master and have your own first generation copy and how that is even better and all this has lasted decade after decade after decade until now there's groups of people who are sharing these digital files who are finding and tracking down like the original Mike Millard recordings the masters cleaning them up digitizing them and releasing them for free online. So you've got things like if you were a patron, you would have heard the cool Queen show that Mike recorded in excellent stereo from 77 or the Floyd show from 75, which is amazing. Or the Rolling Stones show from, oh no, that wasn't him. Somebody else. Um, all these great bands, all these great shows, all, most of which are recorded. And not always in great fidelity. And sometimes the performance outweighs the sound quality. But sometimes you have a marriage where it's a great show with great sound quality, like the Seattle uh, March 21st show from 75 that I did months and months ago. And if you like 75, go back and listen to that one, because that one's fucking crazy. 
Um, the fact that there are these people that taped it and there are these people that carry on those traditions and there are these people that track down tapes even today. Even today there's stuff coming out. You know, 50 years later. You know, people are old now. People that tape this. The people that tape the 75 show. You know, they're at least 60, which is not old, says the 52-year-old, but it's getting older and... Tapes don't last forever, and casually recorded cassette tapes thrown in a drawer somewhere get thrown out over time, or they degrade over time, or they just get lost. Because, you know, you grow up and you're like, oh yeah, that Led Zeppelin show, and you just toss it, or you forget about it. But there's more stuff popping up all the time, and once it's digitized and shared freely, there's thousands upon thousands of copies of it, thereby helping to ensure and reducing the chance that it will be gone forever at one point and having everything on the internet and having everything digitized and having everything ripped onto cd thousands upon thousands of times across the globe this stuff survives and you know there's going to come a point where ai will be so pervasive and so powerful that you'll just be able to go hmm i want to attend the Led Zeppelin concert on March 12th, 1975. And you know, you can go to Google Street View and see just about anything on Earth now. You'll be able to go to a virtual reconstruction of wherever the Long Beach, wherever they played in Long Beach, go to that venue and go in and see and go to where the taper was and view the show because there's going to be some footage of that show. And if not, if there's not footage, then there's pictures from that show. So you're going to know what the band wore. And you're going to know what the band wore and how, where they stood and how they played because there'll be recordings and they'll be able to recreate all of that based on all this shit that exists. They'll be able to collate it together and the AI will be able to fill in missing pieces and you'll be able to go see Pink Floyd on the Dark Side of the Moon tour. And you'll go over to see the Beatles' rooftop concert and you'll be able to go shit wait in line and see Star Wars in the summer of 1977 like I did as a kid for the first time and experience that and just all this stuff and that's because people made these recordings and took those pictures and were reaching a point with interconnectedness where all this stuff can get put into one place I mean you can get on LedZeppelin.com right now and see ticket stubs for this show probably uh, photographs from the show concert memories you can Google it and find people who were there writing their own journals and, and recollections of it. You can find sites where people compare different recordings, different bootleg releases, different remasters, different remixes, all that stuff right now. And it's just going to get more and more powerful and more and more stuff gets found and more and more audio magic is possible because of more and more powerful AI and algorithms. Um, there are people who work on isolating tracks. If you go on Reddit, you can find um, a YouTube video of a guy who isolated Bonzo's drum track from Good Times, Bad Times. He doesn't have the multi-tracks. There's just, he just used a computer program to isolate it, and it's not perfect. I wouldn't even say it's good, but it's adequate. And that's just now with some freeware program that a non-audio engineer did. And there's, there's better programs with better skilled people who can do better jobs with it today and a year from now it'll be easier and five years from now it'll be easier and that will eventually come to a point where you'll be able to go wow this recording really sucks 
but Jimmy's guitar is really up front, and you'll be able to isolate that and break that down and separate it and make your own multi-track, which um, back in the 80s, there was a CD, to CD company called Disc, and they put out very good quality CDs, and they were the first to put out an 80-minute long CD, a Mission of Burma album, and um, they also put out the Bowie catalog and the Zappa catalog for the first time on CD. And they also put out some Jimi Hendrix, some live Jimi Hendrix stuff. They had a show live at the Winterland. And what they did is, I believe it was a four-track recording. And they used, I think, frequency separation to artificially isolate the bass and the drums more and more and, and split it up into like 16 tracks and give it a much wider stereo sound. And that fascinated me and, and briefly led me into studying um, music production and engineering at the Berklee School of Music for a couple of years before I just uh, <laughs> before I just stopped going because I was so fucking intimidated by the quality of, of musicianship there. But anyways, um, that was 35 years, 32 years ago. And now all this stuff is just, I mean, I'm recording this on a freeware program called called audacity i can record an entire album on this i can learn how to do all kinds of cool shit with this free piece of equipment and it will sound great right now i can record this put my voice mix up the tracks for the shows mix it down into a wave file upload it to soundcloud soundcloud then distributes it via rss feed to whatever podcast platform you're listening to which is then beamed wirelessly to your phone, most likely, or your computer, or your car, and you're listening to it while you're driving. It's bonkers how fast technology develops. So if we stick around and make it through this stupid virus, and whatever else is coming down the road, then... You know, it's just going to get cooler and cooler. There's going to be more and more neat stuff that comes out, and there's going to be more and more neat stuff that can be done with the things that we already have. So, here I am, an hour and 20 minutes into this. All right, friends, follow me on Twitter, follow me on Facebook, whatever social media you use. Follow me on it. Say hi. Give me some suggestions. Become a patron if you feel like it. Otherwise, thank you for listening. Leave a review. Reminder, reminder, that really, 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 really helps. That's not bullshit. That really, really helps. And, um, you know, stay safe, wash your hands, do all the shit you're supposed to do, even if it's a pain in the ass and you feel dumb doing it. Because you're probably not going to get the virus. If you do, you're probably not going to die. But if you get the virus, there's also a very good chance you won't even know you have it. But you'll give it to a whole bunch of other people, some of which may get really sick. So be responsible. And uh, take care of yourself, and I'll be back next week. Bye-bye.